Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Friday saw another day in the red with the SP and Dow finishing the week lower for the second straight week. But a new week is just getting started. So I'm Sean Cheong coming up with the big picture. We look ahead into the week ahead and some of the things that we need to know. We speak to Chao Shichana, the market strategist from Saxo Singapore. Good morning, Chao. Good morning. So, so many cross currents between the bulls and the bears here at the market. SP and the Dow finishing the week lower for the second straight week. What do you think is priced in here and is it warranted? Uh, so yeah, I mean, we had this um, inflation data out of the U.S. last week, right? Both CPI as well as uh, PPI. And, you know, we are seeing a softening trend in inflation, which is a big welcome relief for the markets. But, uh, you know, so that is obviously supporting the case for a pause at the Fed's June meeting. And that is something that is already priced in quite a bit. Uh, but, you know, what we saw on Friday particularly was that the progress on inflation is not looking enough, at least from a very long term perspective. So the Michigan survey that uh, came out kind of, you know, gave us hints that long term inflation expectations are getting embedded higher. Um, and that obviously is a bit of a concern for the markets at this time, along with, you know, all the banking sector concerns that are playing out and all the uh, debt ceiling talks that are getting postponed and we are not kind of reaching a conclusion there. And that's also playing in the market. So uh, certainly there's a disconnect, you know, between what the Fed is saying and what the market is pricing. And that's because of all these extra cross currents that you just mentioned. Um, and that's why I think equity markets particularly are being cautious, uh, range bound as of now, waiting for the next trigger to break out in you know one direction mm-hmm. or the other, really. So it sounds like they have priced in a fat pause, but how about the debt ceiling that we're looking at? It, that's an overhang, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, you know, the X date, as they call it, of uh, June 1 is getting closer and, you know, Treasury's cash balance is um, uh, slipping down quite aggressively as we approach that date. So, uh, you know, unless we can piece out a deal quickly, I think that volatility is likely going to impact the markets, uh, um, you know, at least in the bond market side. And um, also uh, there are continued risks on what deal we could get as these uh, discussions linger and if it comes with some amount of spending cuts or you know budget constraints that means we could see an impact on some key government driven sectors like defense particularly you know so so those risks are also in the minds of investors and obviously the risk of the US default is also rising so that is making cash and safe havens quite attractive in this environment so you mentioned uh, discussions that I think leads us straight to our next uh, point that we'd like to talk about, which is the discussions that's going to be uh, happening at the G7 meeting that's going to take place later this week. Uh, there's a few things, uh, of course, to discuss for sure. Uh, but what do you think will take center stage? Yeah, I mean, you know, of course, discussions around health of the economy, discussions around recession, persistent inflation, obviously these are going to be important, but... Um, I do think uh, that the message that we get out of this meeting on geopolitical situations, that's going to be extremely important mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, the war in Ukraine is still raging on. So that's that's one thing. But I think the bigger uh, focus right now is turning to those escalating tensions between U.S. and China. I think there was a report out on Friday uh, which kind of said that, uh, you know, the G7 finance heads are looking at a new partnership um, on supply chains that will uh, only allow participation if certain minimum standards are met on human rights and environmental policies. Um, you know, I think this is a very clear signal for China 
and um, how uh, they kind of really send it across and how China reacts to a paper or um, a statement reading something like that would really be important. So I think geopolitics is really the big focus for me from this meeting. Of course, the Ukraine and Russia conflict that was taking the front row the last time, do you think it's going to do that again this time? Uh, I think it is is going to remain quite important, you know, from obviously um, a very human rights perspective, but also from a food security perspective where, you know, you're seeing this climate impact also adding to the pressures on the food supply chains. And of course, you know, the supply coming out of Ukraine has been so volatile. Uh, So I think together, um, uh, you know, keeping in mind, of course, the the human rights issue obviously is very important as well. But also the inflation picture can we cannot ignore what's happening in Russia and Ukraine. So that certainly will be key as well. Before we turn our attention there, we also have gotten a lot of U.S. retail sales data, a lot of jobless claims uh, recently. Uh, Can you help us out here? Can you tell us a story there? So yeah, like we you know, we started this discussion talking about inflation, which has somewhat eased. Um, now focus is really turning to the growth side in the U.S. So of, of course, you know, this retail sales or industrial production that comes out this week will be extremely key for that. Uh, whereas jobless claims as well, you know, we saw a very high print uh, last week, and if that trend continues uh, to build uh, in the weekly data. Uh, that can have a significant impact on where the expectations for the next non-farm payrolls end up, right? So again, you know, I think like I mentioned, there's a disconnect right now between what the Fed is saying, but what the Fed is pricing is some aggressive rate cuts for the second half of the year. Uh, so I think this growth data really has to support the case. Uh, expected to be higher, you know, boosted by auto sales, and which jumped quite a bit last month. But still, the picture could be pretty mixed. And, um, you know, I think uh, it really depends on what the details say rather than just the headline. Um, and if that economic data does not support the dovish market pricing, then, uh, you know, and also if the banking sector risks and debt ceiling risks remain idiosyncratic as well, then, you know, it will be a case where markets will need to push out rate cuts from this year's expectations. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned retailers. Uh, later this week, many retail names will be having their earnings release. Uh, we have Walmart, we have Home Depot, we have Target. This is where really the rubber hits the road, right? Because the, this is where consumers are going to get all their food and, and all the things that they need. Uh, what big picture meaning can we take once they release their earnings result, however way it goes? So I think, I mean, in terms of earnings, particularly uh, the, the earnings season's been going pretty well because companies are able to meet those, you know, extremely low um, estimates that uh, we are seeing right now. So that's um, that's going to be probably the case with these retailers as well. But the focus really is on, you know, what the outlook uh, is uh, they're sharing. And, you know, I think I would be looking at these um, details in trends where we can see trends like whether consumers are cutting purchases, especially for discretionary items, or is it in starting to impact maybe, you know, uh, shifting to lower cost alternatives and staples as well. Um, I think these are some key trends that would signal an impending slowdown and that the consumer sentiment is really taking a hit from the current challenging environments that we have. And I think I'll be trying to read into these trends particularly. Mm. Let's go. So if you just joined us, we're 
speaking with Chao Shichara, the market strategist from Saxo Singapore. She has been unpacking with us things like the G7 meetings, some of the US data. Uh, but let's turn our attention from the moment to Asia, okay? Because we have a lot of data coming out of China as well in the last week. Could you help us out here and tell us what's the story going on there in China? Yeah, I think, I mean, last week was really critical. I think, you know, the, the hopes that China reopening could be big were really, I think, um, crushed further. I would say with the data we saw, you know, on, on trade, on CPI, on the, um, the credit data as well. So it is signaling that, you know, the cyclical upturn that we could have got in China following the reopening is actually falling short to offset the structural challenges that the economy is facing. So again, this week's data will be a key test for that. Uh, but we need to keep in mind that we have the right perspective to analyze that data. So, of course, we have, you know, uh, retail sales coming out of China. We have industrial production. We have fixed percent investments. So, the, the, active, the set of activity data indicators. And again, headline data may appear strong because the base from last year is so weak when, you know, uh, Shanghai, when Beijing was still in a, in a lockdown. So uh, we have to, you know, kind of obviously look at a month-on-month momentum uh, and not really on a year-on-year. And uh, I think uh, a lot of focus on these China numbers uh, will really actually be to kind of further analyze whether the China reopening story has any legs at all. Uh, Yeah, I think that will be the key message to drive out of uh, this set of reports. Right, and of course, we know the China reopening story has been quite uneven so far. But coming closer to home here in Southeast Asia, we are also dealing with, uh, well, it looks like we're dealing with food inflation. Thai rice prices are surging. Uh, That's not very good. Uh, Elsewhere in the world, we see coffee prices. They could be rising. That's catastrophic. Uh, what's your take on this matter of food inflation, Chago? Yeah, so I think food inflation fears are big. I mean, I, I am sure you felt that in Singapore that, um, you know, over the weekend as well, it was so hot. I think, um, you know, that's really the big risk of, you know, volatility in uh, climate, which is obviously kind of making it difficult to predict food supplies. Now, it has been said that 2023 will be one of the hottest years on record. And uh, there's actually also been a warning for El Nino, a warming phenomena, which means that there are risks that we could see record high temperatures in a lot of regions. And Southeast Asia is obviously particularly affected by that. And that's why we see Thai rice production getting impacted. You know, there's a lack of rainfall and Thai farmers are being told not to plant a lot of rice because rice is uh, um, a very, you know, water-intense kind of a crop. So I think if that happens, of course, and given that the Asian region is so heavily dependent on the consumption of rice, I think this can be really catastrophic for the Asian population. And, you know, it just means that we cannot put inflation concerns on the back burner with even whatever little progress that we've seen in inflation trends so far. Thank you, Cheryl. So, of course, let's just uh, keep optimistic for the rest of the week. Uh, so many things that's happening, so many things to unpack. And let's uh, hope that surely the many calm hits over at the G7 will take over and we're going to get some clarity over many things, especially the debt ceiling. Absolutely. Uh, it's going to be a pretty, uh, you know, uh, tough week, I think. Uh, but let's see where we end up. That's going to be important. <laughs> yeah. Deb, I'll have a good good week ahead, Joe. Thank you so you much for too. your time today. Thank you very much. This is The Bigger Picture. Stay ahead of us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg 
or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.